Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. With that, we uh, bring in, oh, I'm going to say maybe about three to three and a half hours north of here, Neil Kulong, the outstanding one, the gray one. Welcome, sir. Hello, Neil. I'm still in mute, but I'm not now. Um, hey, yeah, as go. always, it's great to be here. Uh, yeah, it's, it's three and a half hours straight down uh, 35 from here. I think uh, you probably have typically a little bit warmer weather, but um, it seems like more of the, the regional basketball games head up uh, down in Des Moines for whatever reason. So I've, I've, uh, I've made the trek down there for that a few times in my life. Yeah, well, here it goes. Uh, it'll all get rolling here tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to that. So um, let's start with the Steelers uh, and the moves that have been made. I guess what Cam Sutton's gone. Uh, they've been able to sign Patrick Peterson. Uh, what's your thought on the exchange of, uh, of free agents coming and going with the Steelers? Uh, it, it's been in line with what I figured that they would do. I, I didn't uh, have a great sense of confidence that they were looking to bring Cam Sutton back. I know that they wanted to. Um, in fact, I, I thought he got a little bit less than uh, than I thought he would uh, on the market, but a, a three or $33 million deal uh, with the Lions. It, 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 the Steelers were already in the market for a cornerback. Uh, losing him meant they definitely needed to add a veteran. Um the price, I think, is is probably about right for what they would would have wanted to pay to, to Patrick Peterson. Um, the fit is interesting in some ways. I'm not sure uh, how versatile he can be, which is to say he really is just kind of a straight outside corner, uh, bail technique outside cornerback. He's not really going to be able to, to carry guys across the middle much. Um, that's the type of defense I think they want to play, though. And I think if you, you keep him in that box, um, you'll be okay with that. And that price is probably a good one as well. So it, a, a solid move. Um, no real gain on the position, but you've still got a draft coming. Um, the, this, the, uh, the other big signing, um, the, the inside linebacker um, uh, out of Washington this morning, I'm not entirely sure if he is – a significant overall upgrade over Robert Spillane. I think he's a little bit better. He's probably going to cost a little bit more. Um, definitely a better athlete. He, he looks to be much better in coverage than Spillane probably was, but I'm not sure um, he's a three-down guy. I'm not sure if that's the route they want to take, but again, you got a draft coming up. So much of defense today in the NFL is, is uh, specialized. You know, you, you, Not a whole lot of your guys. We can pencil Minka Fitzpatrick in uh, pretty good bet he's going to be over a thousand snaps if he's healthy this year. TJ Watt probably the same type of thing though they might want to limit him a little bit moving forward. Uh, point being they're not going to have a whole lot of guys um, that are playing every down of every game. You know that that's not really the way defense is played anymore. And to that point, uh, to bring back Larry Ogunjobi, which I think is a great move, uh, it helps solidify a defensive line that right. they've struggled uh, depth wise uh, recently. They they need to. Uh, probably continue to address that they have recently demarvin leal um uh, uh louder milk i can't remember his first name for some reason uh these these are our depth pieces probably more than anything but ogunjobi 
Uh, he can eat. He's a, a 75% snap type of guy. Um, he, he's going to help continue to, to build along that depth um, and give them versatile package opportunities just with the fact he can play inside and outside. So um, solid move so far for the right price. Um, I, I didn't expect that they were going to really go after anybody of, of high dollar value. Um, Peterson, what's he getting this year? Six in change uh, in, in a bonus, I think, with some salary. That's probably the highest pay uh, a free agent. But, you know, it technically only gets started here. You know, it officially gets started here in about 20 minutes. So um, we'll see. I, I don't think it's necessarily over yet, but they are going to want to uh, focus more, I think, long-term on the draft anyway. These are players that are, are not going to be, you know, core guys. They're really trying to get them through uh, a, a couple years. But they're, they're solid moves for what they're looking to do. Yeah, um, no question. Uh, the position that everybody's going to get all excited about will be quarterback. And it's just, to me, it's just shuffling the deck chairs. Derek Carr to the Saints, Garoppolo to the Raiders, Heineke to the Falcons, Dalton to the Panthers, Stidham to the Broncos, Darnold to the 49ers, Mayfield to the Bucks, Mike White to the Dolphins, Case Keenum to the Texans. To me, it's just shuffling deck chairs. Yeah, it really kind of seems like the, the same theme here. What's interesting is I, I, I had the same kind of fascination in seeing all those names um, playing musical chairs more or less, trying to remember who's where and um, forgetting that this guy played for them last year or at least was on the team last year. Um, the, the salary range went from, I, I believe, uh, something around $2 million a year to up to, I believe it was about uh, uh, 10 for, or eight, between 8 and 10, I think. Or maybe Winston was the top at, at like 12. Right, but the the ten million over two years or eight million over two years, uh, sixteen total for Mike White, I think, is the one that that uh, yeah. is most interesting to Steelers fans because this is why the Steelers didn't get Mitch Trubisky to to get an extension. You know, Mike White. Um, we we can argue up and down who's better. It's not always about better. There, there's a level of comfort that a team might have with a player. Um, the backups usually don't get massive raises to be backups elsewhere. They're usually within kind of a range. And White kind of seemed to pop the top of that off a little bit. So I, I'm curious if that's not Mitch Trubisky basically saying, all right, well, I'm throwing deuces next year. I'm gone. You know, you guys aren't getting me for less than 12 a year. If that's what he's getting, I'd rather enter free agency next year than, than sign something now because, you know, my, my value really isn't going to go down. Look at all these guys that just signed. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, you know when you've got I thought it was a pretty bleak quarterback situation in Pittsburgh this time last year, but you look at, at Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask and and whoever else it will be in Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, I mean I don't you know he, unfortunately for them you can't add that up and get uh, Caleb Williams. It's not quite that bad, but uh, that, that's that's rough. And Trubisky knows that his agent knows that. You look around the market, you're looking at. You know, a, 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 another year of eight to ten to be a backup in the NFL. He's, his client's going to have a really nice life with uh, probably a little less wear and tear than the starters. So, what do you think of the Aaron Rodgers saga? <laughs> um, I, I was jokingly kind of thinking to myself, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to write. Uh, Posts on his reaction when the Hall of Fame doesn't show up on time. 
whatever complaint that he might have. I mean, it, it's it, he's kind of acting like the living embodiment of you know, let me talk to the manager. You know, he, he really just kind of has a right. I don't want to, it's not even like a sense of entitlement. It's almost this kind of weird, creepy, you know, now is the time for my master plan of revenge or something. I mean, he really doesn't need to go on a a podcast that over 500,000 people, at least when I was tuning in, uh, were listening to live. To say that the reason he's not on another team right now is because the Packers are the ones holding the deal up because they want more than what the Jets are willing to give. You, you flip course on that really quickly. You know, if, if if you are who you say you are, Rogers, shouldn't the Packers want that? I mean, it, it's it's a negotiation. It just would seem best to me to not say anything. Um, he does his thing. I really don't think that he cares. I think he he gave up on that a couple of years ago, um, and he's living in what he thinks is his best life and in his best opportunity. Um, nothing that the Jets are doing right now has typically shown success in the NFL after one year. You know, this probably isn't the best example, but it's going to be the most uh, uh, convenient one to use. You remember the, the Dream Team Eagles back right after the strike? They, they signed yep. a bunch of players, brought everybody in. They were a yep. flat, mediocre team that year. That kind of spelled sure. the end of everything in, in Philadelphia at right. that point. They were good before that. Um, it, it's really hard to bring in a bunch of free agents, pay them a bunch of money, have all these expectations, and expect things to work in any kind of predictable way except failure, because failure is is the result of doing nothing in in the NFL. Rodgers bringing in all of his buddies and and setting a new market for below-average receivers, which I I think is amazing that Alan Lazard got $44 million over four years. That's going to turn out to be one of the worst contracts we've seen. Um, his desire to bring in all of the players that he couldn't make it work with in Green Bay and give it back to the same offensive coordinator who couldn't make it work in Green Bay. I, I don't know what exactly he thinks is going to happen, but I, I almost feel like this wouldn't be any different than if I was putting together my baseball buddies for a, a slow-pitch softball team this year. We, we can think we're like this from the past, but it's not going to happen that way. You know, it, it doesn't take... Vince Lombardi to watch Randall Cobb and realize that he's a shell of the player that he used to be. Alan Lazard is not good. He's just used to Aaron Rodgers and what Aaron Rodgers wants. So if you want to set up the Aaron Rodgers All-Stars, I I can understand that to some degree. Um, And then throw Odell Beckham in there who hasn't played in over a year. I I think Robert Sal is going to have a real tough time managing all of that. That's going to be the real challenge on that team. To say nothing of the fact that anyone at age 40, 41 is going to tell you in in honesty, they're being honest with themselves, they simply can't do the things they used to do. Rodgers is not going to improve from a physical perspective. What you saw last year is going to be the best that Aaron Rodgers is going to be physically. In fact, he's probably going to continue to go downhill. We know this because we watched Ben Roethlisberger. The same thing happened to him. He'd tell you up and down that he could still throw. It's like, I'm sorry, but no, you can't. We're we're watching it. It, You can uncork it every now and again and put everything you have into one throw, but they know you're not going to do that a couple times a game because you can't. I did not get a very good feeling at all watching Aaron Rodgers as far as his his future went. Um, Right. 
I might take him for one year. I, I'd have a real tough time signing on for him for more than that. I, I think the Jets are, uh, um, you know, they're, they're gamblers. Good for them for, uh, you know, sticking to their plan. But um, I, I don't know how well this is going to work for them. Let's put it that way. Well, it goes back to the uh, Bill Walsh conversation with Randy Cross. You have five more years left in the league, but two only two really good ones. I only want the two really good ones. And that, and, and what happens is teams end up overpaying for extra years for players just to get them for those two good years. Yeah, and that that's uh, you look at it from the player's perspective as well. You know, you you tend to um, root for the players a little bit more maybe than the team after a while. You used to them, you see what they're doing, you see what they're going through. Um, I say that more about Cam Sutton. Not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been paid substantially. Uh, for for him to execute all of this, he's really flexing the, the the what is in reality the real power that a quarterback has in the NFL. There are too many people that don't think that that's a, a, that that's the thing. Rodgers can do that. I don't think we're, we've done hearing about we're done hearing about Lamar Jackson either. I think he's going to be in position to, to command quite a bit. Um, if you needed more proof, Deshaun Watson kind of speaks for everything. Even if he did go to Cleveland, you know, it's still an NFL team. Uh, they have the ability to get a lot more, and it, there is something to be said with, you know, I've, I've given you plenty. Take, you know, it, as Lawrence Taylor used to say, I gave you ten of my best. Now you take two of my worst, and we'll right. call it a day. I, I can see the value in that for for what they're trying to do. I'm just from the Jets' perspective, they're going to be awfully excited. That is not a group. I don't care if if, if uh, Nathaniel Hackett is calling plays. That's not a group that's just going to you know roll out in the field and start dominating. They're they are way past the time where they were all together uh, and they were successful. Age catches up to you in the NFL. Needless to say, worse than anywhere else. It's it's not going to get better for them. Um, but at the same time, this is kind of what happens when you draft a, a, a dud quarterback at second overall. <laughs> you know, it's it's really tough right. to get that quarterback. And That's sometimes right. it's what you need to do to keep your jobs because you're not going to win with Kyle with with Zach Wilson either, and you know that that could be the the GM's job, that could be Sal's job. Um, so you may as well give it what you think is the best shot, even if it means you know go all in the way that they are. And then there's also Lamar Jackson. It's it's really a strange time because after the uh, contract is signed in the new CBA. Money flows like water over Niagara Falls. And then the second year, it slows down a lot. We're seeing the slowdown. Yeah, I, I, I'm weighing that against the level of talent that's there. Going back to what uh, this, you said about this the is not This is not a great free agent group. You and I know that. No, I, I, don't, I don't think that it really is. But you, you did see Javon Hargrave make a, a, a good chunk of money. A couple tackles, including the right tackle out of Atlanta, that, to be honest with you, I'd never heard of. Uh, he, right. He's pulling in $12 million a year. Um, you don't have high-level guys, but that isn't necessarily how you define the retail market. It, it is more about who has what to spend. That's why agents are negotiating against cap space as opposed to cash. And the, the money will, will continue to increase. But at some point, you have to kind of accept that there's not a whole lot of, of high-level guys across multiple positions. There were a couple, sure. Uh, the mid-level 
did fairly well. I don't know if you saw this or not, but Juju Smith-Schuster signed for $33 million Patriots. over three years with the Patriots. Right. Um, that couldn't have been expected by a whole lot of teams. I think he's a great right. schematic fit with that team two years ago. I'm not sure what they're trying to do today, but some of them are getting a little bit more uh, than you would have expected maybe a year or two ago. But uh, generally speaking, yeah, it's, it's not um, – not a real bull market for uh, the, the the players top to bottom. There's a ways to go yet. You know, it, it's it's hard to say. Um, it, nowadays, just with the, the cap movement and everything, I think we do have to evaluate what's kind of generically referred to as, as the secondary free agent market uh, in June, July, heading into camp. Uh, teams will wait until the draft. They'll wait till their mini camps. They'll take their vacations and then kind of address who's still out there, who, who you know, is available to sign. Um, you'll see some money being spent there. Those are typically the, you know, the, the, the full guarantee one-year types of deals. Um, probably something that Odell Beckham will sign um, when the rubber meets the road just because you don't get enough time to really look at him. He wants the most money possible. You might want to wait around and see um, the, the team that perhaps didn't get what they wanted out of the draft. They're going to need a veteran. Uh, he was their backup plan. Now they're willing to pay him, you know, 13 instead of nine. Uh, he'd, he'd be wise probably to wait around for that a little bit. You put all that together, and we'll, we'll see what ends up going into the secondary market. I don't think it's going to be as stark, but yeah, there, there's definitely not the same um, overall uh, frenzy feel to it this year. I think. My friend, always a pleasure. Uh, sorry you're not making the trip down here. Love to see you. I, have to, I, I would love to as well. Picking up some basketball right now sounds like a pretty good idea. I've been uh, inundated with nothing but free agency here for the last 72-ish hours. So I know. I need a break, but uh, you enjoy it for me. Enjoy Des Moines, and uh, we'll uh, look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks, my friend. You're always the best. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you.